Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين حمدا شاكرين طيب مبارك فيه رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته brothers <coughs> I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has um, accepted our current siams and our qiyams for the last 15 nights um, I pray that we are all safe during these extraordinary times. Um, and I also pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps our bodies healthy in order for us to uh, bene- really benefit from this month and to uh, really get the most out of this blessed month, inshallah. Ameen. Um, the, the title today is, so there's a, there was a number of things on the title in terms of the last 10 nights, um, the last, the, the, the night of Laylatul Qadr. Um, and these were all things I've been looking at and researching. But I do want to focus on one, one particular issue. Um, and that is um, the issue of the Quran. Um, but before I start, there's a great hadith in, well, all the, uh, all the muhaddithun have agreed upon this and uh, Rasul alayhi salatu wasalam is narrated by saying um, man qama ramadanan imanan wa ihtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhanbih um, so whoever stands up in the month of Ramadan with iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ihtisab now ihtisab is the accounting for his deed or trying to seek the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his deeds, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is vowing to forgive all of our sins or his sins. So, like I said, we are halfway through this blessed month. Halfway. And we are now moving on to the next half of this. And the next half are sort of the crucial half of this month, i.e. the last 10 nights, al-awakhir al-ashar, the last 10 nights. So what I do want to discuss today, brothers, is, is a particular issue which may be not in the forefront of our minds. Um, so we've spoken previously about the rahma of this month. We've spoken about how not to waste our time during this month. Um, but today I want to focus on two things, and I really want these two things to stick with us, um, and inshallah, for the rest of Ramadan. So the first thing is the idea that the Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an. That is the first issue I really want to discuss. And the second issue is how this is related to Laylatul Qadr, and what we should be doing during these virtuous days, 
and nights, insha'Allah. So, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa says, there are people who will fast, but not get anything out of it except being hungry and thirsty. SubhanAllah, there's, there will be people who actually, who won't drink, who won't eat, but that's all they will get out of Ramadan. Now, we don't want to be one of those people who are only get thirsty and hungry out of Ramadan. We want to we seek something more. We want to seek something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has elevated and something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in this month for us to seek. So what is this thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to seek? And I think this is the important thing. We, we hear about it all the time that the month of Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an. But what does that really mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, after, he said, after he talks about uh, siyam and uh, being prescribed upon us. So he talks about, um, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, kutiba alaykum siyam So in Surah Al-Baqarah, he talks about that, O oh, you who believe, fasting has been prescribed upon ourselves, on you as, as a nation, as an ummah. And then after that, he talks about, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنَ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِّنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is characterizing this month with the Qur'an. What, what's amazing about this is that he's characterizing a month with the Qur'an. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is defining this month of Ramadan with the Qur'an. So if, if, if we cast ourselves with an example um, of what it means to define something by something great, um, for, for the football guys on, 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 on the call, on the meeting, um, it's, it's a good example in terms of what do we characterize and what do we define as, as, as a great Barcelona team? So, for example, all of you football guys would really know something about this. They would say that Barcelona... What is Barcelona at the moment? Well, they, they are a team with Messi. So people will categorize a team with that great player. He's a great player. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing exactly the same thing here. He's characterizing the month of Ramadan with the best thing around, with the best thing revealed. He says, Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an. That the month of Ramadan is the month in which the Qur'an is revealed. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have said that this is the month of zakah. It is, even though it is the month of zakah, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not characterizing it as the month of zakah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could have also characterized this as the month of jihad. Um, and we know how many battles were fought in, in, in the month of Ramadan when it comes to the first battle in Islam, Battle of Badr. The anniversary is in two days. So we know that on the 17th of Ramadan, the, the Battle of Badr took place. We know that Battle of Uhud took place. We know that Battle of Hattin took place. We know that the Battle of Anjalut took place, the battle in which um, the Muslims faced the Mongols. So all of these battles took place in Ramadan, yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not characterizing this month as the month of Ramadan. Rather, he characterizes this month as the month of Qur'an. And, and more specifically, he characterizes, in, and we're going to go into it later, 
um, Laylatul Qadr, Khayrun Min Alfi Shahr, the, the night in which the Quran was revealed. So, since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is characterizing the month of Ramadan with, with the revelation of the Quran, it's interesting on the characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses about the Quran. Now, if you think about it, there are a number of characteristics mentioned about the Quran within the Quran. So, for example, um, the Quran is known as a rahmah, as the mercy. The Quran is known as a shifa. The Quran is known as al qasas, the stories. So, all of these things are known in the Quran about the Quran. They are the characteristics of the Quran. Yet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in this verse, again, he does not use these other definitions. Rather, he uses three specific definitions for the Qur'an. And when we go through the ayah, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنَ هُدًا لِلنَّاسِ وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِّنَ الْهُدَىٰ وَالْفُرْقَانَ So the first characteristic of the Qur'an is huda. Now, what is this hudal linnas? What is this huda? What is this guidance? And I think, this is what I want to spend a couple of minutes describe, describing to you guys on what this is. Now, people generally need guidance. They need a way of life. They need a system um, in how to organize themselves. When it comes to issues on um, how to live their lives, how to spend their money, um, how men and women should interact within society, um, why is marriage halal and having a girlfriend is haram? Uh, why is it that People should be governed in society. Uh, th- there are many different political structures within g- governorship. So, for example, in Islam, we have a khilafah system. In, in, in other systems, we have other things. So wh- how, d- how should one, as, as, as a being, as a human being, as an individual, and a society live their lives? And this is what the guidance really means. That you need guidance on all of these aspects in life. So in general, the Quran and the Sunnah of Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam are the guidance for us. I.e. the Quran is Islam and the Sunnah is the explanation of the Quran. And that, that is what we call the Sunnah. So all, both of these things intertwined are what Islam is. So in essence, the Huda for us is to guide man is a reference point for man, for human beings, for life, for society, in dealing with issues, in dealing with problems, and how they should be dealt with. Now, the how of how these things should be dealt with, well, this is the bayinat. This is the bayinat min al-huda. This is the details. So, bayinat means details in, in, of the guidance. So, what does... What are these bayinatim min al-huda? Well, just going back to the guidance of how human beings should live, um, and I think we've touched upon this in our previous shows, and we've touched upon this in, in some of our sessions before. But just to give an example, um, when it comes to how Islam deals with taxation, or how Islam deals with, um, uh, with circulation of wealth, there's a system in place. And this system ensures that the rules of Islam are implemented in society. So this is what we call the bayinat min al-huda. So again, these details are detailed within the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed everything. 
when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَحْكُمْ بَيْنَهُمْ بِمَا أَنزَلَ اللَّهِ and, and, uh, and, um, and uh, what's the word? Um, and uh, implement and rule by what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. Again, you can only do that by details. The general idea is that in Islam, you need the details, you need the systems. Um, what else um, are there in this, in this specific to this ayah? So the, the other interesting thing um, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala characterizes the Quran with is Al-Furqan. Now, Al-Furqan is by definition means splitting. It means splitter. Um, in, in, in another definition, it means uh, criterion. So there, there are many different um, definitions for, for, for what Al-Furqan means. We even have a chapter in the Holy Quran called Al-Furqan, which means the split or the criterion. So what is interesting about this? Well, the split is something that is clear and distinct between two completely different things, i.e. what is haq and what is batil, what is true and what is false, what is good, what is bad, or what is right and what is wrong. This is what the split should do. And there's a, there's a very interesting ayah um, in Surah At-Tawbah which really does emphasize this. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la tattakhidhu aba'akum wa ikhwanakum awliya'a in istahabbu al-kufra ala al-eeman. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is basically saying, O you who believe, O you who believe, do not take your fathers and sons who prefer, who prefer kufr over iman. Do not take them as allies. Do not, just basically do not do that. And this is something where we see a split. This is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about a split. A split between haq and batil. Something between clear, right and wrong. So we can go through many other examples, but I do want to keep this quite short and brief and we can open this up into, in the question and answers later on. But in essence, this is what Ramadan is all about. It's about understanding the characteristic of the Qur'an. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has characterized the Qur'an with these three things. It is a huda for mankind. And this huda takes mankind from the darkness into light. This darkness which we currently live in, in the current society, um, the, the life under secular liberalism, is, is a darkness in actuality. And what the light is, well, that is the huda. That is the guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that guidance, well, from, from our perspective, you can only implement the details of that guidance. And those details of that guidance are the systems in Islam. Those are the, the real hows on how we should do things in Islam, on how we should give zakah, on how we should pray salah, on how we should um, eat our food. So the etiquette of eating food, the etiquette of uh, paying zakah, all of these different issues, um, and actually just re-emphasizing this point on the bayinat min al-huda. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنَزَّلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابِ تِبْيَانًا لِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ And that we have revealed everything in this book, in this Qur'an. So when we say that everything is revealed, there is no issue 
There is no issue until Yawm Al-Qiyamah that has not been revealed or that Islam, in essence, has not, that does not address. So Islam addresses every single subject. Islam is a comprehensive way of life which addresses every single idea, uh, every single problem that mankind will face. So this is what the essence of, of, uh, of the bayyinat min al-huda. And the last part is al-furqan, that is a clear split between haqq and batil, a clear split between truth and falsehood, a clear split between Islam and secularism, a clear split between Islam and democracy, a clear split between the, the ruling system and Islam and democracy, for example. So the, these things are clearly defined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is in essence the, um, the objective and that is the characteristics that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to get from this month. It's easy for us as Muslims to say, well, Ramadan comes, I'm going to read the Quran and I'm going to fast and that is it. Well, reading Quran is not enough. It's more about the con- contemplation on these issues, contemplation on the huda, the contemplation on the bayinat, and the contemplation of al-furqan. If we contemplate on these issues, these three characteristics, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is basically saying, this is what I want you to get out from Ramadan. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is characterizing these three characteristics of Ramadan. So from that perspective, from our perspective, and from the Ummah's perspective, and for all of us over here today, we should understand one thing, and that is that the Quran with these three characteristics came as a reference point to solve man's problems, to solve the to solve human problems. And I think this is important for us to remember. So when we are reading the Quran in Taraweeh, or when we are reading the Quran generally, we should be reflecting upon how does Islam address me? How does Islam address society? How does Islam address the problems that human beings are facing today? The, the political problems we see in the Muslim world and the problems we see domestically in, in, in our communities. How does Islam address this? And I think this is where we as Muslims should be at the forefront of thinking about these particular issues because this is what the Quran came for. Um, so what is the link then between this, this month, the Quran, and Laylatul Qadr? Well, in essence, Laylatul Qadr is the, is the night in which the Quran was revealed. Um, and I do want to go through a few hadith and ayat on this because it, I think it is very important for our reflection. And I don't want to take too much time. So when I was doing my research, um, there are two specific passages in the Quran that talk about Laylatul Qadr. The first one being um, Surah Al-Dukhan, the first five verses. So these first five verses are quite interesting because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala terms the night as Mubarakah, the night of Laylatul Qadr as the night of Mubarakah. 
the night of blessed blessedness and it's well, we can go into what blessed means uh, later on but that is the first passage so and the second passage is in which the surah of laylatul of surah al-qadr was revealed ba'da a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim inna anzalnahu fi laylatul qadr wa ma adraka ma laylatul qadr laylatul qadr khayrun min alf shahr tanazzalu al-malaikatu war-ruh fiha bi'izn rabbihim min kulli amr salamun hiya hatta matla'i al-fajr so we have really so basically in essence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has is saying that we have revealed this Quran on this blessed night laylatul qadr laylatul mubarakah wama adraka ma laylatul qadr yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also swearing by this night um and how powerful this night is um so in essence uh, when I, when I was doing my research there there were there's a few points I do want to talk about in terms of what this night is special about and why the uh, these ayat actually go through these particular specialities of this uh, in terms of um, uh, greatness of this of this night so the first one is obviously the night in which the quran was revealed and i can't keep not emph- emphasizing this point but when we look at the quran we need to look at it from the lens of that is a huda and it's a bayyinat min al huda and it's a furqan if we look at the quran from those three perspectives we will understand why now that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling this night so powerful so this is one of the characteristics the second um allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put barakah in this night and barakah literally means um to extend greatness onto something it has un- unbound basically there's unbounds to gratefulness um in this night um the other characteristic is um and it's famous the night when the angels descend um so we know that the famous hadith that talk about the 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 times when the angels descend the the time of asr the time of fajr these are generally the times but on laylatul qadr this the 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 angels from jannah uh, not all of them but a lot of them they actually descend to to earth they they come to our world and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless it and this is why he calls it mubaraka and one of the other times one of the other angels that comes through is uh, angel jibril alayhi salam now what's interesting is that angel jibril alayhi salam revealed was part of the narrating the revelation bringing the the revelation to rasul alayhi salatu wasalam so what's important from this perspective is that if jibril alayhi salam only came during the 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 times when he had to reveal the quran and then once the quran was ceased to reveal after 23 years then what happened jibril did not come down except for the the night of laylatul qadr and it's and it's narrated that when he does come down his wings uh, uh take over the horizon um but we can go into that later on or maybe into the q and a um so the question then arises for us as muslims what should we do on this laylatul qadr 
because we are coming up to the night of power. The night of power would be um, in, in the next four to five days. So in the odd nights, um, as the famous hadith that talks about as the um, as Rasul uh, entered the last 10 nights, um, he said, seek Laylatul Qadr in, the, in those last 10 nights and specifically in the odd. So there's, there, there are a number of narrations that talk about the strength of the odd nights versus the even nights. But I, don't, I do not really want to go into that. So in terms of what we should be doing, um, there is a famous hadith by, narrated by Aisha. And uh, she said, um, she narrates, um, so Rasul when the Prophet entered the last 10 nights, he used to stay the whole night awake. And he used to uh, wake up his family. So yani, he didn't want them to miss out on the last 10 nights. And then, and then it continues, um, he used to tighten his belt. Um, what's important, I think, from this perspective, the preparation for Laylatul Qadr. We've talked about the Quran and the importance of the Quran. But now as a Muslim, because we talk about reflection, we talk about tadabbur, we talk about all these things. The only way you're going to gain tadabbur is by exerting yourself. And that's what it means in this hadith that Rasul used to exert himself in the last 10 nights. He used to exert himself to the, to the fact that he did not sleep during those 10 nights. He used to stay awake. And during those nights, he hardly used to eat. So there's, uh, there's also the hadith. Um, we talked about the hadith that talked about مَنْ قَامَ رَمَضَانًا إِيمَانًا وَاحْتِسَابًا غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ But there's also a hadith that talks about man qama laylatul qadr imanan wahtisaban ghufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhanbi again whoever stands in in the night of laylatul qadr again with iman in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with ihtisab ihtisab again is basically seeking that reward in the actions um, that he's done then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive him so again these are some of the actions which we should be doing. We should be increasing our qiyam and we should be increasing our reflection upon the Qur'an. Um, and lastly, I think before I finish, the, there is one famous um, uh, hadith or dua specifically that we should be reciting during Laylatul Qadr. And, uh, and the hadith is basically, Allahumma innaka afuwan tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anni. Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are the afu, um, you are the pardoner, and you love to pardon, so pardon me. SubhanAllah, what a great hadith, and it's something which we should increase ourselves in saying and, and reading when we are making supplication, when we are making dua during this blessed last 10 days and nights, inshallah, especially, specifically during when we, when, we, when we are seeking the Laylatul Qadr. So just to end on this, what have we talked about? We've, we've talked about the Qur'an being the objective of Ramadan and the objective being that the huda, the guidance is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that the bayyinat min al-huda, the details of that guidance need to be implemented. 
need to be a reference point for all of us as mankind in this in the world we live in today and it's a furqan it's a clear splitter between haqq and batil these three characteristics should be at the forefront of our of our mind during this ramadan and during laylatul qadr because we do not want to miss uh, the essence of ramadan um, because again this is what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has characterized ramadan with so I'll, I'd like to finish there. And uh, if there are questions and answers, I think you guys can unmute yourselves. So if you do have questions, uh, please go for it, inshallah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.